Hello, you're listening to Dr. Diggy's podcast. I'll be debunking medical myths through conversations with health professionals. Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Diggy. Thank you so much for joining me for episode two of the Dr. Diggy podcast. I hope you and your loved ones are all well and you're taking care of yourself in these unusual times. Thank you so much for your support for listening to the last episode where we talked about coronavirus with Dr. Gabby. If you've missed it, you can find it on SoundCloud at Dr. Diggy podcast. So today we'll be talking about vaccines. In light of the disturbing video of two French doctors who suggested testing vaccines against coronavirus in Africa, in inverted commas, um, and the increase of, in the popularity of anti-vaxxers, I thought it might be a good time to talk about vaccines. What are vaccines? What is herd immunity? What is an anti-vaxxer? Joining me to answer these questions, I have the lovely Dr. Danso. You might know her from her work with her, on Instagram with her handle, The Clinic Diaries, where she promotes knowledge about health to her community. She's an award-winning GP working in London with an interest in mental health and women's health. She's passionate about improving racial equality within the NHS. She's a, also a board member of the Ghanaians Doctors and Dentists Association and host of the medical show on GN Radio. So thank you so much for joining me today. Dr. Dan, so for I'm having so, me. so happy to have you here. I know you're busy and you probably just want a break. And you were saying you had, you had a day off to rest? I had, I, d- I did. So that's, that's good. I feel like ready, ready for everything ready for that the you week. have for me. <laughs> also, and, this and week the week. Is, and the week's shorter because it's Good Friday. So hopefully. Well, this is it. No, we have to go to work. So apparently bank holiday is scrapped. No. So yeah, it's a normal working day. I know, confirmed last week. So Good Friday, normal day, oh Monday, normal day as well. I but know. But you're finding some time to have a bit of fun though. I saw you on that Don't Rush Challenge. I really like that. You're looking, <laughs> you're looking slick. I love that. Do you know what? I haven't worn makeup for about, <laughs> since, since I was in Ghana, which was a long time ago. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to like actually let my hair down as well no you need to yeah so what are you doing to like relax and switch off with all the work you're dealing with do you know what i have become this avid baker i don't know where this has come from you're baking i am baking i don't know Uh, yeah baking (laughs) cooking loads and also attempting a lot of workouts very badly oh what workouts are you doing i've been following that girl what's her name um sierra london Oh my god! On yeah, Instagram. so I, so today I thought, okay, she's on at twelve. Let me get ready, and then I was like, oh my god, I've missed it. I was just like, you know, <laughs> and I was like, it was like one o five. I was like, I've legit missed her whole oh, workout. Oh. But I signed up for her thing. Okay, you know, good. Her classes, but she's really good. I don't know how she's she has good. all the energy, and I love the um the music. Yeah, yeah, Lady Spencer, amazing. Cool. It's really good and, I, and it's, it's, it's kind of um, it's affordable it's reasonable it's something to take your mind off things I would never have done that on a regular you know pre BC I exactly before corona I would have, <laughs> I would have not have done that but you know it's it's kind of something to break up the day and make it more fun um, but yeah okay cool um, yeah. so today I've got you on board because you know I feel like it's important to 
I think it'd be a great opportunity basically to talk about vaccines and yeah as a GP you know you're going to have some patients ask you these things especially when I think you administer them to your patients as well or you know they, if people have questions if they're going abroad they might have to get vaccinations I thought it'd be nice to just just to peel back and just talk about the basics so what where do they come from like what is what are vaccines so vaccines are simply a method of protecting against very infectious diseases so simplify there are different types of vaccines so you basically expose a very either an inactive form of the infection or a very very tiny amount of the infection so your body can produce antibodies so your antibodies are what fight against any infection so if you were to come into contact with an infection your body is ready to go it has remembered this type of infection and it will be able to fight it without you probably realizing at all exactly so so the vaccine doesn't contain something that would cause you to be ill it, it contains like either like part like we call them antigens or um or they're like you said they're weakened or um viruses that's trigger that immune response so you're not actually yeah. so you so that when you do if you ever come across ever came across came ever came across the virus or the, <laughs> the bacterial infection again your body has the antibodies already to deal with the infection exactly so you that's shouldn't right. even feel anything you, not even a temperature nothing at all so and it's yeah. really useful because it's obviously had such a huge impact in diseases that we don't we don't see much anymore like yeah like measles yeah. and, you know well We'll come to that in a second, but I was about to say, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, when I was doing my research into vaccines, preparing for this, I came across a story because we, as medics, we're taught about Edward Jenner and how he, you know, um, he, there was a, you know, back in the 18th century, he noticed that smallpox is a huge problem. People would die. You have all these horrible lesions across your body, but they noticed that the milkmaids, they didn't catch um smallpox and so we all know about that story so he then i think what it was is he then took samples of the pus which is gross from the that's right from the (laughs) (laughs) from the uh um the sores of women the milkmaids who had cowpox and inoculated it into this kid which is wild you could never do this now um and the kid didn't get smallpox which is which was like a, a variation of the vaccinations that we have today we're not doing that now we're like like um dr dancers explained but that's that was probably the first ever example of a um, uh a vaccine right the edward yeah. jenner story yeah, yeah. definitely um uh, oh sorry you're gonna say something no 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 i was no go for it but i have out another story i like my local history stuff i don't know what it is but i don't know if you heard of this guy his name was Wanismus. maybe not saying it right never you heard of this? Never heard. Wild. No. So, get this. He's like this um, African man, born man, who's owned by a um, a Puritan minister in America in the 17th, 18th, early 18th century. This is before Edward Jenner, and he, by this man called Mather or something, Cotton Mather, and he described a procedure that was practiced in Africa and other countries, Turkey and China. Um, that was used basically taught, taught his this minister the owner that you can actually protect yourself from smallpox if you inoculate yourself with a smaller part of the smallpox pus into people who haven't got smallpox mm. and what was wild is the um puritan minister Matho, he was like wow this could, could maybe this, he tried it out and he know and he managed to prevent 
um, will reduce the outbreak of smallpox in Boston at that time. So they had like he, um, I think he inoculated almost like 240 patients, and only six died compared to 844 mm-hmm. died out of the 5,000 who weren't inoculated. So he did it made an impact, but he was massively criticised because mather was thought to be practicing like witch african witchcraft which was which mm. can you imagine and this was like way before way before i thought and i, and I didn't even, we don't even know about this what's no, his no. name his name is Wanisma. so um o-n-e-s-i-n-u-s it's wild this is this makes me think that after do you know how people like this is something they, they didn't even probably didn't have a name for it or if they did we would it's all lost because nothing was written yeah. down yeah so yeah isn't that wild? I mean, that is. That is. Am I just and a that geek? kind of has that has like <laughs> no, no, it isn't. It kind of like has background connotations. Like, why did he not? I mean, I could just go on and on about yeah. that. You know, why was it that he, his, his um, study? Well, I wouldn't say studies, but his work wasn't acknowledged, and then exactly. yeah, so that kind of that kind That's... of echoes today's time. Yes, well, okay. exactly, um, exactly. Um, so, okay, we've explained what a vaccine is. We've talked about a little about the history, which I hope people found interesting. I'm a bit of a geek. I love anything medical history. But anyway, <laughs> you guys probably switched off. But um, we'll talk about what is, um, so what's in a vaccine? So we've described, you've said something that you said it contains a weakened or dead virus or bacteria. Yes, yeah. exactly. So um, that's like an inactivated vaccine. And then we have, well, so an, an example of an inactivated virus would like i'm trying to think polio polio yes, so yes what would be in that's that's a version for example yeah, yeah which is routinely given in this country and then you could also have like live vaccines as well which has which is what we discussed earlier which has a really weak tiny 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 amount of the actual bacteria or the virus yeah. um, um and that's like the mmr vaccine which i s- suspect will be discussing yeah um, we will be don't later worry on um, <laughs> um, as well and and that's probably the most common types of live vaccines i reckon um yeah so that's like in mama shingles as well which we give as well so oh that's true yeah. as well yeah um okay cool so i have this thing where i do true or false instead of calling it true and false i call it true and trash and so i saw that you saw that, you saw that. Yeah, and I was like, that's so good, true Joshua. <laughs> anyway, thank you. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know, I just like saying true or trash, but because it's it, just to make it clear that it's trash, it's not true, it's beyond false, it's trash. Um, I asked on Instagram, so some of the people following me, um, some of the questions that I'll ask you, and we'll just go through them. So the first one is let's just let's just, just talk about the elephant in the room. Autism is mm. caused by the MMR vaccine. So let's have a look what people said. Um, oh, so everyone said no. Yes, well done. I'm so pleased. Everyone I'm really said pleased. no. I'm really pleased about that. <sighs> I'm less stressed now. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Where did that all come from? <sighs> Well, it came from, I'm going to call him a guy, because that's what I'm going to call him. A guy called Mr. Dr. Wakefield, who basically came up with this story, because it is a story, that there was evidence or to suggest that the MMR was linked to autism. 
Now, these were completely unfounded to the point this man was struck off and his work was just trashed. Like, yeah. it was unfounded because he did so much damage, you know. Yeah. St- you know, And I'm, I'm sure it's the same. You still hear about it. People say, but doesn't it cause autism? People really do think that because of this one man. And that yeah. is crazy. It's just tricky because at the end of the day, it was published in a reputable journal. And when you have that, then it gives people an opportunity to be like, well, it was published in a paper. It's not just written in, it's not, it's not yeah. written in a magazine. Um, they've obviously taken it back and said, no, this was false. It was a mistake that we published it. But it, it, even so, I think it's important for people to, especially in this digital social media age, not to believe everything you read, even if it's in a journal, you have to, it, you have to, criticize and critique and really ask questions and challenge everything you're reading now but um Mm. but but it's I guess it's just really hard but yeah it it is hard and and we're seeing at the moment how all news travels fast Mm. you know fake news seems to travel even faster so you know it's just kind of asking yourself questions about you know who who is who is sending me this message who is quoted in this message yeah and just just being sensible enough to like think is this does this even sound realistic and if so just have a look yourself before you forward it on to somebody who's probably less aware than yourself because they might jump on it and then they will send it to people who may be even less aware than them so so and that's how it starts so yeah yeah I just think it's like a wildfire it is it is absolutely um, and, that, and, it, and its impact is huge. So the MMR vaccine protects you from measles, mumps, and rubella. And I've read here the numbers that the number of cases in 2017 of measles in England and Wales was 286, and now in 2019, 2018, it was 901. Okay, so your figures I only could find 2018, but that's absolutely right. We're definitely seeing a, an increase in measles and. I think it's important to talk about why, like, why is this a big deal? Yeah. Why, why don't we want our kids to have measles or yeah. mumps or rubella? Why? What's the whole thing? You know, is it just something that they get over? Well, in, in most, some, well, in some instances, yes. But we also know that they can have really long term implications, you know, as well as more serious things like death. Not as common, but it's possible. You yeah. know, there are people who have who do not and I'm going to call it the privilege who don't have the privilege in other countries of having um a vaccine scheme and we we can see some of their lifelong well debilitating um effects of not being vaccinated from things that can easily be avoided with a vaccination such as either deafness or um you know if people don't have polio they have problems with their polio vaccine they can and they contract polio they have problems with their limbs And, and you know if you go to places around the world you commonly see it so yeah. we it's important to, to discuss you know you know what happens if our kids get measles and why those those figures are so worrying because yeah, yeah. and also it's also diagnosing like uh, I don't know about you in medical school how many cases did you see of measles you know we didn't yeah. see it so how it, it I'm not saying that we won't be able to diagnose it but it, there might be a delay to presentation we may not 
you know, it may not be picked up. I don't know. I just feel like the risk, there's so many issues here when you have all these conditions that we thought have kind of settled because of the herd immunity that's been created by vaccines um, and everyone vaccinating that now you're going to see more and more cases. And then, you know, mm. kids turning up with meningitis, like, why has this guy got, kid, got meningitis? And you discover they weren't yeah. vaccinated. And I'm like, yeah. completely yeah. preventable. Um, yeah. Oh, but it's awesome. and, and there's, you know, there's, you, I don't well we can't really talk about vaccines without talking about anti-vaxxers so yeah you know yeah, people yeah. who who feel very strongly about you know intentionally not vaccinating yeah. their their children um because they are so worried about some of the risks that are you know are very small risks actually when yeah. you think about it um but maybe I don't know. I'll let you lead. But we should yeah. probably just talk about some of what you know what happens when we do vaccinate and what what actually are the risks, you know, um, of a vaccination. You know, it's, you know especially when you see new mums. Yeah. They they want to know. You know, they they'll ask you like, what are the risks? You know, mm. which is a very standard good thing to be asking. You want to know what the risks are with any procedure that you're having or your child is having. Yeah. Um, and I always kind of break it down into kind of immediate risks or things that happen straight away so you yeah know. we can talk about that now i'm happy to let's just, yeah, so, yeah. What are the, so what are the risks when you weren't you're going to explain to a, a new mum who's got a child and she's really concerned she's probably heard from all her friends don't let them vaccinate your child they'll get they'll, yeah. they'll die they'll get disabled or something or something wildly ridiculous yeah um, what do you yeah. say to them because you don't want to judge I them just, i always just yeah you don't want to but i think i always try and offer you know they often you're right people do say oh my friends my friend's son when he had x vaccine yeah he was x or he had a rash or he had this mm -hmm. but sometimes it, they're, they're normally unfounded so once you yeah. break down and have that communication then you can kind of work out what they're actually concerned about yeah um and what it is so it's always good to have open dialogue and patients should feel comfortable with asking their gp questions Absolutely. because you don't want to be there and you don't want to not be able to say what you're worried about otherwise you know it's pointless so yeah. I always try and reassure by saying look when you when you come in for your vaccine you know your child is having a tiny 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 amount um their and their immune systems are even though they're eight weeks old they're strong enough to be able to 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 kind of work with the vaccine they may have a very small temperature, but we've got Calpol. You, we also advise you to give Calpol as well. Yeah. Monitor the temperature. They might be slightly irritable. Mm -hmm. um, and always open the door to, if you're really concerned or anything like that, make sure you call. And yeah. also, you know, they might have a slight bruising, swelling around the area, but happy to see it again. If, there's, if you're concerned about it, keep it clean and dry. Yeah. Very, very normal conversation. And then I think the other thing is about allergies. You know, allergies are becoming more concerning for many people. You know, what happens if my child is allergic? Well, it's very rare to be allergic to a vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, however, we have everything in place should that happen. We have all the, the right medication here. If that happens, then we can give it to your child very quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Perfect. And I think it's just better to keep it simple and explain it to her, like in this way and like you said if if you're if doctors are like this and health professionals are like this and people are more likely to be engaged and listen to to you if you're it's it's just really tricky um but yeah it's important okay so the next true or trash question uh, mm. vaccines contain mercury or thiomersal do you know do you know 
this this one. Oh, yeah. so you're going to read? Let yeah. me just check if they actually. I think I asked that. Let me just check. You did because I, I went did. through them. Oh, good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, do I know the answers to this? I really so know. four people said no, and two people said yes. Hmm. See, I, I'll be really honest with you. I've never, I've never heard that. I've never heard this myth before at all. So and then I, yeah. And then I actually, when I was having a look um, earlier today, I kept seeing everywhere. <laughs> so I was thinking, where, where have I been? Where, where did it come from? Ever... Yeah, where did this come from? Because I actually had never heard this. But mm-hmm. they, I mean, no, absolute trash. Because mercury in itself. Anyway, let's not get into that. So but... yeah, there's no mercury. You don't need to even just, <laughs> just don't worry about <laughs> there's it. No, there's no mercury. There's no mercury. I'll say it again. There's no mercury. Um, mercury. So this one, I didn't ask, but I think it's good to mention, um, because this is probably why people thought about mercury, because they're thinking about other things. Um, Mm. Do vaccines contain formaldehyde? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this one is true. And before you'd clutch your chest and panic and freak out, it, it, you know, you find formaldehyde in your bloodstream already and mm. it's a much mm-hmm. higher level mm-hmm. than than the, than what you'd find in vaccines so it's not something to be panicked and freaked out about i think it's used to um inactivate the toxins or kill the reduce the toxicity of the virus i think um and it's diluted out as much as possible but obviously you're going to find traces if that's been used in that vaccine yes. um but it's nothing to be worried about definitely nothing to be worried about so let's try another one uh natural immunity is better than vaccine acquired immunity um well i oh sorry i keep people, interjecting no 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 no. i think <laughs> let me just check so people four people said no and two people said yes hmm. huh. well i think we kind of have answered mm. that because we've talked about the risks associated with with some of the vaccines yeah but i think it's also imp- sorry i let you answer no no, no you I, I want you to go for it <laughs> oh okay um so i think i think if if we didn't have vaccines we would most likely be in a worse off situation mm-hmm. but there is nothing saying that your immune system is suppressed or anything like that i think the question is a bit it's quite difficult to say it's not saying that your immunity is poor mm. but but vaccine vaccines definitely do help if that makes sense yeah exactly this is why i put it in because it's some people could say <laughs> you know natural immunity does serve a purpose but vaccines i wouldn't say it's better than a vaccine wide yeah. immunity so you know you 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 will be likely to catch viruses and all kinds of bacterial infections if you weren't vaccinated your natural immunity would not protect you from them as efficiently you'd have to be infected by the virus and survive yeah <laughs> naturally yes <laughs> and and that, and that that you know people are lucky people do people do but that's a very high risk to take when you have a vaccine that can prevent you from even having the vaccine and be um, the yeah. infection and being unwell it's it's more um, like a little helper yeah you know um yeah it's just helping you along um yeah exactly um so we kind of talked about when you explained the risks i was going to mention vaccines can make you feel unwell and technically like you said some of the reactions you, you can you know the immediate side effects can make you know the, for example with kids is like you mentioned earlier they can have a bit of a temperature they can have swelling or bruising at the injection site so you, they can be irritable you could i guess you could say the kid would feel unwell but it's not to the point you're worried about no it being sick or 
ill or you you know catching the disease um but yeah um what else was i gonna ask i think i think those are most of them we've covered quite a bit i think um yeah we do actually we have mm. we have covered quite a bit i wasn't sure if you were going to talk about the the other big elephant in the room oh yes yes, yes. <laughs> let's go back to that so this is what really inspired me to talk about this um so like i mentioned earlier you know there was a disturbing video of these two french doctors suggesting testing vaccines against um coronavirus in africa and burn commas um what a problem like we don't we don't need we don't need to why i, I don't know how that even got on tv i literally don't know and the thing is i kept I don't know. I think it was like the medic in me try, was really trying, like, these are my colleagues. They're French mm. doctors. Like, I was really trying to work out, like, what w- what were you actually trying to say? Like, what mm. what is it that you were trying to say? Like, if, they, if they had just stopped there, it's just when they went and talked about the fact, you know, we've test, you know, they don't yes. have equipment, just generalising the continent once again. Completely. And I'm like, have, have you been to South Africa? Have you been to e- Egypt? Have you seen what Nigeria is doing right now? Are you seeing com- what the president of Ghana is doing for, for the country? I, I mean, it's, it's inspirational. Like, he is literally doing, well, let's not get into that, but he <laughs> is doing so, yeah, he's really showing what true leadership is. So, I was just like, where, where is this coming from? And then he talks about prostitutes and oh, how, like... you know, you know, they, you know, that's, that's how we tested and worked out, you know. Yeah, great. And cures for... and I was just like. Because no one was harmed. <laughs> it was totally ethical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you, just what, that's, would... just, that's just what we do. It's so frustrating because for me, clinical trials, you know, running clinical trials in the continent is important. It's been really useful and really good in for producing vaccines and medications that will actually benefit us you know you can actually see if there's any um side effects that are more common in the african populations that mm-hmm. more so so this is a great thing to do um but when you have this kind of conversation you're taking us backwards instead of thinking forward i mean there's a bet there was a completely different way he could have said this or dealt with it i think it was i think he suggested um testing the bcg yes that's correct i think to be fair technically if you're using that as a vaccine it's not gonna well hope not it won't be harmful because it will protect you from tb so yeah and it's not like a novel drug that's never been used before you know i've been vaccinated by for the bcg um everybody has um hopefully hopefully Um, yes i was gonna say uh yeah if you you are a health professional otherwise you don't have to have it yeah yeah exactly but the, my point is it's not like a brand yeah. <laughs> new you know let's just try this drug on on prostitutes in africa and, and, and oh, that was the only thing i was like okay that's something but it was just really 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 frustrating to hear this kind of talk yeah and there's just there's already massive distrust within i know you know within this group of people or yeah so for them to say that on on tv it's just it's so harmful um and it also just makes me realise that, you know, we we haven't really we have gone a lot. that far. Yeah. And absolutely. yeah, and when I when I read some of the comments on um like different papers, national papers, I read what people had written. People mm-hmm. uh, well, it was more than a handful of people didn't understand what, what the issue was. They that you know, I saw one someone who had quote heard a quote saying well, you know, Africans are dying of starvation. Pay them a few euros, and no. you know they'll be they'll be happy to to be fed or something like that. And I just oh thought, oh my god, what? Like, 
I'm not. Okay, let me not get started. I can't. I just. I think you're brave to read the comments. I just don't have had. I. I, I, Yeah. I. I. I do do read the comments because I sometimes feel that I'm living in a bubble sometimes because I because I am, Mm. and sometimes reading the comments makes you realise what people actually think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's fair so i thought also in view of coronavirus a lot of people have been, and have uh, talked about um new vaccines for that I yes think there's, there's tons of trials about four not tons it's like 42 trials ongoing right now all across the world to figure out um a vaccine against coronavirus some of these vaccines are involve current medication that we already have yeah and some right. of them are brand new using really cool technology where they've taken, they've copied the genetic data of the coronavirus and they're implanting that, they're pasting that onto genetic data um, of a bacteria to grow it. So they call it recombinant, a recombinant vaccine. Very interesting. Sorry, I'm a geek. I can't help myself. But I mean, that I'm kind of stuff excites me. Geek chic. Loving this geek chic. <laughs> but like, there's some great stuff coming out of this, um, which will be great. Um, so I guess when people are, so why isn't, why is it going to take so long to, you know, if a patient asked you, why would it take so long to make a vaccine? What would you say to them? Like, I'd just say that, you know, everything that we, we want to... First of all, everyone's working extremely hard to find a vaccine because yeah. everybody understands the situation. But I think it's, it's good because it makes people understand mm-hmm. that so much goes into making drugs, medicine, vaccines. There are trials to make sure that they're clinically safe. There are trials to understand the medication to see how it interacts with with other medication to see how it in, how it changes in different um in different people yeah. different ethnicities different ages yeah, different exactly. sexes there's so much because we need to make sure it's entirely safe exactly to use as well and that it's effective yeah absolutely so like how it works i guess with most drugs including vaccines you, they they work in a lab the preclinical research and then the phase 1 clinical study is where they actually try on like a group a small group of people just to rule out any major safety problems to check if the to see if the you know this is the safe dose that they can test then they'll go and test on a larger group of people like 100 to 200 people and that's that's now phase 2 trial so if you hear that that's that's the done their testing um they'll then only move it on to the phase three trial when they um where they test it on like tens of thousands of healthy volunteers once they've you know they've fine-tuned all those safety issues and dosing issues to see if there's any if you know if any side effects and things so it takes a long time and this usually takes years so when i heard when i read that i think it's the um is it the let me just check i've just written it down there's a trial in boston the moderna yeah the moderna trial in boston they skipped animal testing. Sorry if that offends you. Sorry, guys. And I've gone straight into human testing and they're hoping to have a vaccine ready in 12 to 18 months. From years to 12 to 18 months is huge progress. I know. I know. I know. When, when, you, when you hear on the news, you know, we won't have a vaccine in 12 months. Like, you know, everyone sounds horrified, but like, that's yeah. actually quite quick. Yeah. So um, I, I, think, I think that's just it. But I think also people think, you know, but what's going to happen in the meantime? I think mm. it's about testing, isn't it, really? Trying to find out. Absolutely. Testing. Who, yeah, trying to find out who, who has been infected already um, so that people can go back to work or go back to caring after somebody. Um, so, but I guess I think it's, it's it, well, it has started. 
it has started yeah um nhs workers are being tested at um well i think closest to me is the o2 i'm not sure oh. about other areas there's yeah. like a, a drive-through facility at the o2 which is finally here oh, um so yeah that's 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 good that's underway but awesome. yeah i think we've talked about i'm quite happy with what we've talked about i don't know if there's anything i've missed out about vaccines that I don't think so. I don't think so, really. Um, no, I think you pretty much covered it. I think it was great that you had your true and trashes. So <laughs> that has pretty much covered everything nicely. Honestly, thank Looking you. at the list I have here anyway. Yeah, and, and yeah. honestly, thank you to everyone on Instagram who actually participated. It's really helpful just to gauge and see what the community are thinking. And if you have any more questions about vaccines that we haven't answered do send me a message you can slide into my dms for this one at oh yeah dr. <laughs> at dr diggy's <laughs> only at this one at dr diggy's podcast <laughs> with your questions about vaccines nothing else um and yeah i mean this was really fun thank you so much dr. as Dancer. always um thank you so I, much hope you have a lovely evening you can relax don't worry about doing any exercises you look great you don't need to <laughs> just, just enjoy your day off and look after thank yourself thank you you too um, take care and yeah well Stay i'll be in safe. touch soon i'm sure we'll have you back yeah. on another another time but yeah that would be you. wonderful thank you thank you so much for listening in today uh, today's episode was about vaccines and i hope it's helped to debunk some of those medical myths um thank you again to dr danso hopefully you'll see her on future episodes and you can find her on instagram at clinic diaries if you have any messages, you can send them over to us on email via drdiggyspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also send in a message via Instagram and um, at drdiggyspodcast. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.